before I get started today. I really need it. Because this world is getting on my nerves. On my nerves, y'all. I'm being for real, y'all. I'm being so serious when I say the world is getting on my nerves. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Just wanted to say to those, you know, who actually want to say hi to me? Hey y'all, hey, it is your girl Jade back with another episode of the However Comma Podcast. And I just hope that everybody is, you know, doing okay with this pandemic still going on and us still being stuck in our house like a radio host. And everyone out there is still doing well with the pandemic going on. And you know, it's like a record that's stuck. That's how life feels now. It feels like I am legitimately stuck. And like that portion of a CD that keeps scratching, like, any, 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 because every damn day is the same. <laughs> every damn day is the same. But the one thing that is not the same are the different shenanigans and the things that people say online. And that has really been the worst part about this pandemic is that I think people are bored. And when people are bored, they say stupid ass things to people and they think they're not going to get a stupid ass response. Like I meet stupidity with stupidity. You want to get real dumb? Oh, I can get right with you. Okay. I can get right with you. There is no wait time for this read. If you want to get it, you can get it. It's hot and ready like little Caesars, little baby. Okay. But during this time, it appears that people have more time to have conversations about things that matter and also things that do not matter or things that people automatically think that they're right. And I know coming as a person with a podcast, like, girl, bye. You always trying to tell somebody what you think. But y'all don't got to listen, you know. Ain't nobody making y'all listen. Besides my family and friends. Y'all got to listen. But other than that, you know, you don't have to listen if you don't like my opinions. And I know it goes with the saying that you don't have to read somebody's post. However, comma, it does bring good content. Meaning, it brings forth a conversation that needs to be had. But, you know, everybody got an opinion, and everybody's opinion is not always, you know, PC, coming from a non-PC person, meaning politically correct. I'm not politically correct. So, some things are not PC, and some things really just expose different ways that individuals think and how what the society thinks is normal, because I'm so sick of the word normalize. Normalize this. Normalize. How about you normalize shutting up? always trying to normalize something like why can't ain't nothing normal nobody is normal if anybody out there who thinks you're normal bing 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 bing, you're wrong you're not normal there's no such thing as normal whose song is that is that miguel because what's normal anyway what's normal anyway what's normal anyway hey what's normal anyway exactly because what's normal anyway i don't know i definitely don't think i'm normal i mean and I do weird things, you know. When you see dead bodies, you do weird shit sometimes. When you see dead bodies, you look at, you know, you know, you know, a little strange. I'm just a little bit strange. But when it comes to certain opinions that I have, 
and that other people have. I sometimes wonder if there's anybody else who agrees. So one of the things that I have been seeing a lot is actually one particular tweet that was made by this gentleman. And I strongly disagree. And, you know, I want to talk about it because it's a lot. And this is me flipping the paper. I told you I want to edit it. So it says, you either take my last name or there ain't nothing to talk about. No hyphens either. Pause, bruh. Pause. Coming from a person who is not married, I don't know what conversations that y'all married people are having. And I'm also 30 and I've also worked really, really hard. So when I read that and I'm seeing it being posted by The Shade Room and by Demetria Lucas and some of my friends are posting it, some of my foes are posting it, and everybody is having a conversation about this. And I really want to verbalize my opinion because there may be somebody else out there who agrees with me. And I don't want you to think that you're the only one because that ain't it, sis. That ain't it. Okay. So let's dissect this. You either take my name or there ain't nothing for us to talk about. Well, I feel like that indicates right there that there is a lack of communication because you're not going to talk to nobody crazy like that. Well, I can talk to myself. You ain't going to talk to Jade crazy like that because I'm not going to allow somebody just to tell me you either do this or ain't nothing to talk about. That means that you lacking communication skills and that is a marriage that is doomed for the depths of hell from the very beginning. Because if you think that you can automatically tell some woman what she's going to do with her name that is a part of her identity, then you have a significant problem. That's my opinion. Because I don't think men, I don't think men understand it or I should not even say men because I don't want to limit this to a specific gender. I think individuals who want their name to be taken in a marriage have some type of disconnect with the other person's identity or mm, what's the correct word I'm looking for here? Either their identity or their desire to maintain a sense of themselves. So for me, as an unmarried person, I watch a lot of shows about married people. For instance, I'm currently watching the new seasons of Married at First Sight, also known as MAFS. And I'm also watching on Netflix, the Indian matchmaker show. And it just really gives you insight into how people think when they're single and about to be in a relationship versus how much that changes when you're actually inside of a real one and not one that's a figment of your imagination because any man who makes that kind of post on twitter about what you ain't gonna do and this that and the third you clearly have nobody right now because if so you wouldn't be having that conversation by yourself on twitter all right so let's talk about that bruh bruh number two when it kind of had to resituate myself in my seat because i felt real tried when i read that because the second thing about that is taking my last name so you're the man or the person who wants their name to be taken in this situation is saying you either take my name or there's nothing nothing for us to talk about but what's so damn special about your name so we're all born and we all have names that were given to us by our parents therefore our names are generally a part of our identity how we associate and you have traits from both sides of your family and sometimes they are attributed to the last name for instance alex is always walking around talking about you and those coleman ears i do have coleman ears like my daddy it's just it is what it is 
And a lot of people in my family have ears like that on my dad's side because that is one of our traits. Not to mention, I stole his whole face. But that makes me have a sense of belonging, a family, a tree, you know, roots. That name is my name. I have had, you know, that name for my entire life. I walk around and I say, I'm Jade MF and Coleman, you know? And so do other people. I was given that name. I did not give it to myself, but you know, it is what it is. Remember that. So I went through college with this name. I went through law school with this name. I was abused in law school with this name. You know, I sat through the bar exam. I got the name on the federal um, bars, um, the federal bar card on my, you know, my Florida bar card on my third degree with, with my master's degree. And it's, I did a lot of work with the name Jade Coleman. You know, when you say Jade Coleman in certain areas in the court system or in the courthouse, people know who you're talking about. If you change my name to something else, there is going to be a small part or a small disassociation of who you actually are because people are not going to identify you. And depending on what you want to do with your life or your career, it may be very important for your name to still be, in fact, your name. The biggest issue that gets me, though, about the whole name change is that men are not willing to change their name at all. I understand you're getting married. The woman is becoming a part of your family. But hey, ding, hey, hey, bro, pay attention. You going over to her family as well. But there's no changes or modifications that you as a man have to take in order to have your name changed. And it's nothing that's going to stop if you don't actually take her name. They're not going to look at you different or think that you're not a part of the family. So I don't really know what the what the basis is of this take my name. I guess I'm doing a little, the man beating on the chest, sue me. <laughs> but like, you know, what about it is so significant. And people actually, when I posted this and like this, he needs to sit down and this, that, and third, people reached out to me like, oh, you're not going to take a name. Oh, you're not going to take a name. Oh, you need to take several seats is what you need to do because there's nobody in my DMs that's going to tell me how to run thine life. No one runs Jade besides Jade, okay? Now, the other aspect of this conversation I've seen is whether or not this is a submission test, whether or not the man is saying this to see whether or not the woman is going to submit. And I will submit to you that in the year of 2020, there is a different level of submission than what you think about when you're thinking about your grandparents. Because I'm not your grandmama. I'm not your great-grandmama. I ain't your mama. Our different levels of submission are different because what I bring to the household, what I bring to the table, what I bring to your everyday life is different. So I'm not just going to submit to you being that just because you have hair on your chest and can grow a beard, that don't mean I submit to you. Submission is something that is learned throughout the relationship and learned based upon your partners because there are different ways to submit in every single relationship that you're in. Granted, I ain't been in that many, but I can acknowledge and see the differences in my behavior and my willingness to do things 
based on the different relationships that I have personally been in. And the biggest part about it is, is that you think a lot of things in your head and you make a lot of decisions about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do when you're in a relationship, but you really don't know what the hell you're going to do until you're actually in that position. Like the way I like to think about it are these lists that women have or that men have with all the all the different characteristics or the things that you want in a partner. Well, somewhere down the line, you're going to realize that your list is a little funny and that there are some things that are negotiable and there are other things that are non-negotiable. For this man, not changing your name could be non-negotiable for him. However, comma, if he meets a woman who has everything else on his list and she has everything else on his list, on her list, I should say, what if she has a non-negotiable of the fact that she's not changing her name? And the reason why I say it's, an, it's a non-negotiable for the male is because at the end of this tweet, he said, and no hyphens either. So that just indicates that you have no, no interest, not a sliver, not a, not a pinch, not a, not a crumble, not a crumble of care of how the woman that you are going to marry feels because of however that's going to make you feel. Do men feel inferior when women don't take their names? Because that's not anything to feel inferior about. Like, don't feel inferior. You get to keep your name. Why can't I keep my name? It's the only name I have. You know, I should be able to keep my name too. What about me? Dog, it's only about your last name. Is it because of the kids? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it funny, but is, I mean, that's the real question. Is it because of the children? What is it about? You know, when I was at a conference once, I had um, a conversation with a brilliant, brilliant, beautiful mind. And, uh, you know, she asked somebody what was their name. And they said, they, you know, they, they told her the name. And she was like, what was your given name? And they say, well, no, my maiden name. And it just like sparked like, no, no, no. Don't you say maiden name, this, that, and the third. And it really just made me realize that people disregard the identity and, and the history behind a woman's last name. When people have children, they just continuously, you know, I want to have a boy so I can have a namesake. But why can't girls be namesakes too? Like I am my father's child in more ways than one and probably more ways than, you know, I realized when I was growing up, I have a lot of ways about me that are very much him. And I also have ways that are very much my mother. Fortunately for me, I have the portion of my mother's name being of, I, my name starts with a J. We all were named J. J, Jasmine, Jamal, my mom's name is Josephine. I have a middle name because at the time my mother had a middle initial that wasn't R because she was married and she had taken my dad's last name, but she wanted all of her children to have her initials. So I have the initials of JRC, which is my mom's initial, another initial mom gave to me. And then the C is the only initial and the only portion of my name that has any type of link or connection to my dad. And it's also a connection to my job in the legal profession. And I understand that right now everyone is in this whole phase 
of your, your profession doesn't identify you. You are more than your profession. I know that I am more than my profession itself. However, comma, I am not more than my divine purpose on this earth. And my divine purpose on this earth is to, you know, be a criminal defense lawyer, save lives, stop people from getting the death penalty, stop egregious prosecution. I can go on and on all day about this. And you know this, man, but my job is linked to my passion and my purpose on this earth. So if a part of that is taken away by the change of the name or even a slight, you know, y'all know how people get when they don't know you. They say it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And it's also knowing about who that other person is that you have to deal with. And you need to know when you see Jake Coleman, you know, you, you need to know who I am. <laughs> you know who I am. But they need to know who each and every person is because there is a portion you know, some people hate their names so much they change them. I hated my name so much as a child because I was just so blown that Josephine threw a Y in there. I was like, bro, I can't get no name on the Coca-Cola bottle. I can't get a keychain. I can't get nothing. This is the worst name ever. I hate it. I hate it. And now look at me. You know, it's just, it, it's a part of how you evolve, how you grow, and the person that you became, you know, a lot of things stem from who you are and your family roots. So if a woman or a man decides that they don't want to change their names, I don't think they should be given an ultimatum. But I understand that it is make or break for some people. And if it's make or break for you, then that's your business. But if it's not for somebody else, that's not your business. All that says to me is that's not your person, boo. He ain't for you. She ain't for you. Because if there isn't a meeting of the minds of how you're going to go on in your life together being married, just as basic and as shallow as it comes down to whether or not you change the name, y'all ain't got no business talking because there's nothing to talk about. You know, like it, it has to be a form of compromise in relationships. For me, you know, when I was young, I was like, I am not changing my name at all. Never, never going to get it. I'm not changing my name. And then I was like, you know, I could hyphenate my name. I don't mind being Jay Coleman, whatever. That's fine. And then in the profession, I started seeing individuals who would make their last names become their middle names. And then that way they still went by the full names. And so people knew exactly who you were, but you know, it's still a concession. And let's not even get to talk about all the paperwork and all the, the hoops and the jump ropes and the roller coasters and the hula hoops that a woman has to go through to change her name. Because if I change my name, you stuck with me forever. That's what Cardi said, forever. Because listen. I'm not changing that bar card. I'm not changing these diplomas. I'm not changing this social security card and doing all of these whips and turns and, and loop-de-loops to make your male ego be okay with the fact that I have to have some portion of your name. I guess I'm chattel, you know? <laughs> I don't use a law term. Chattel, property, you know, of Warren, of Ben, you know, you, of Warren, Handmaid's Tales. This is not the Handmaid's Tale. Women are not your property. You can't tell nobody what to do with their name. Now, if you pay me $10,000 to change my name, baby, you got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. 
that had to be like 10,000 every year that I keep that name. It had to be like a, you know, a check. If I'm your property and you get to tell me what to do, that means you have to fund my lifestyle, you know, big checks, big bags, <laughs> big facts. It's just not that easy, but uh, it just blows me. I really get blowed when I just see like the toxic masculinity that just folds off of people and they just like accept it. This is life. Women have to change their names. I'm just like, it does. You better get out of my damn face. <laughs> but another example of toxic masculinity is, oh my goodness. Taking the bar exam during a pandemic already has to be absolutely ridiculous. And I'm so glad I don't have no parts of that at all. Like zero, zero, zero parts of it at all. But when I was scrolling through the book of faces today, I saw that in Texas, in Texas, shocker, in Texas, they're indicating that women are not, per now, let me not hate women because people are going to be all over me. People are not permitted to bring in their own hygiene products, meaning, meaning tampons, pads, menstrual cups, um, any of those things are not permitted to being brought into the bar exam. And then they had the audacity to say that if you are in need of any of those, you know, menstrual or hygiene products, that they will be provided to you. Listen here, bar exam. I don't know what kind of dollar store tampons you're going to be pushing out, but I bet they're not organic. And I bet you don't have every single size that a woman may need. And I bet you won't have menstrual cups or the regular pads or the pad liners or the pads with the wings or all that. Mind, keep, your, keep the bar exam out of people's vaginas because that is inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate for any bar exam to say you can't bring in personal items for you, but we're going to give them to you. Can you imagine walking up to a proctor at the bar exam that's going to like determine whether or not you can even practice law and asking, excuse me, proctor, can I have a pad? What size do you need? Here's the box. Frifle through it. Mind y'all business. Y'all ain't got no business monitoring people's menstrual flows or women's ability to have proper hygiene products. Do you know the difference in between whether or not it's organic or if it's regular? Do you know what's not in the cotton? What about the dyes? What about the bleach? Have you done the correct things to determine what goes in my vagina? Like, get out of here. That's absolutely crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. I, I, I actually think it may be an infringing on some kind of rights. Like, so I got to disclose to you if it's that time for me. And what if you don't know if it's like... It's so many things that are surrounding women and menstrual cycles. I mean, we still have men who post pictures and videos of women when they're cycling, when they bleed on stuff. But you know what? It's just people are crazy. And it really needs to be like some home reel it in because it's getting absolutely outrageous of what men and the society and the world thinks that they can tell women to do with their names and their bodies and everything else. And don't get me started on black people. Okay, I'm talking about women today, women today, black people is another episode and what the world want to tell black people to do, but you don't tell people what to do. Just mind thine own business. That's the best thing to do is to mind thine own business, but it has to be a line as to what is too far. 
I think that even making women bring in their hygiene products in a clear plastic bag is ridiculous. Newsflash, no one is cheating on the bar exam by writing things on their tampons or their menstrual pads. Nobody. We're too busy trying to not have the cramps or embarrassment or trying to fail or trying to make sure we actually, you know, succeed in life and have our careers that we worked hard for three years for. I'm too busy to write the answers to the MBE on my tampon wrapper. It's too much. It won't fit. In case you were wondering. Bar exams. Like. Y'all, I'm so tired. I need to hit this thing again. Bing. <laughs> I need to hit it again. I need to hit, I need to hit my, my singing meditation bowl again because I told y'all I was going to get real hype in this episode. Let me talk about something more happy, okay? Let's talk about something positive. This is the portion of the podcast where I'm going to talk about my food. And food brings me great joy, so much great joy I can almost... Not fit in any of my clothes. That's how much joy it brings me. Lord, send help. Send help in, in a treadmill and, you know, maybe some liposuction and gastric bypass and all the above to make me be the snatch 120-pound woman I once was. I guess I was more of a child then. Either way, I just need to not be where I am. <laughs> but the food, food is so good. It makes absolutely no sense how much I enjoy food. The food that I made this week and the food that I am making which will be available on Fork and Photo. Last week, I released a double chocolate bundt cake and also a chocolate ganache to go with that. As you all know, I have sworn off Goya foods and I hope that you have too. Swear off Goya. And so I have made my own adobo. And baby, that adobo slaps. It slaps, it slaps, it slaps, it slaps. If you need a good adobo recipe because you're boycotting Goya foods as well, Please, 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 you know, check out Fork and Photo. See if you like it. You can tweak it. Do whatever you like. But just don't buy anything from Goya. Okay? Thanks. Um, The other thing I made this week. What did I make? Ooh. Seared. 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 Seared steaks and seared pork chops have been my absolute best friend. Center cut pork chops and ribeye steaks. Oh. <sighs> I don't see how anybody is vegan or vegetarian. That's just not my ministry. I need, I need, I need, I need meat. I don't, I don't need, I cannot eat all them little vegetables and little beans and tofu that y'all be eating. More power to y'all. I need to. Somebody need to teach me how to do it, but I need meat. Okay. The other delicious thing that I made is a crawfish Cajun pasta. Ooh, I miss New Orleans so much, y'all. I miss I miss it so much. And I don't know if I told y'all about the blueberry cobbler that I made last week. But in case I didn't, I'm releasing that this week too. So I am busy on all fronts, but I'm really busy just trying to maintain my peace and try to figure out what's really going to keep going on in this world. And just working and being as calm as possible during this state of uncertainty. I've actually began to try to meditate. You know, I bought a meditation pillow and I have like my little singing bowl now and my incense and all of my sage. 
I really been trying to find that peace of calm in my life. But then people say stupid shit on the internet, you know. <laughs> you know, people say stupid things on the internet and it just riles me up. So, I don't know. But I think that everyone should really be finding something that centers them during this time. For me, that's food and wine. Strangely enough, because I don't really like wine. But Publix is having so much on BOGO nowadays that it's very hard to opt for liquor when you got you can get two whole bottles of wine for $13 to $14. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm just being honest. So it looks like it is wine o'clock for me. So this is the conclusion of this episode of the However Comma Podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, share with a friend, share with the foe, share with, you know, whoever you want. <laughs> But definitely don't do anything that you don't want to do. Definitely do what makes you happy. Definitely do what makes you be at peace and calm and collected. For me, that may be getting rid of social media for a while or unfollowing stupid people, you know. But the shade room posted that and they are so messy. You got to love the mess. So, yeah, have a good, uh, I don't know, week, day, month, whenever you listen to it, you just have a good one of whatever it is at the time that you listen, day, morning, night, you know, whatever floats your boat. My name is Jade, and as I always tell you, don't hesitate. Let me give y'all some more. Oh, I didn't do it right. Help y'all go out. I can't do it. (laughs) Let's see. Y'all take care now. Love ya. Peace, light, love. I did that.